0: What's up, daddy gang? It is your single father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her daddy. Daddy, 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 daddy. Well, 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 if it isn't the motherfucking daddy gang, it is your founding father, again for another motherfucking episode of Call Her Daddy. I'm having a mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? I'm doing this. And when I tell you, I may sound out of breath. I just sprinted down my basement stairs. (gasps) What do you mean, Alex? I'm back in my parents' fucking basement. Yeah, you heard that right. We're back where it all fucking started. The single father era. Remember, guys, when I was like, hey guys, I'm in my parents' basement. And Lori would come down and she'd be in the middle doing my fucking laundry. We're back, bitches. So I'm back in my parents' basement. Honestly, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm just indifferent. I'm honestly blackout right now. Now, let me explain why. It's currently Tuesday night. Now, usually I am prepared and ready, and I usually have this intro and this episode done before Tuesday night, and Tuesdays I edit the podcast. But no, 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 folks. This week's a little bit different, you guys, because you see Alex is having a mental breakdown. You're all like, okay, Alex, chill for a second. So in the midst of my mental breakdown, on top of all of this, I went and got my eyebrows done. I know it sounds weird. Just stick with me. It's a Tuesday. I'm feeling ugly as fuck. I haven't gotten my eyebrows down in so fucking long that it technically looks like I have the largest forehead in the game because I don't have eyebrows. They're blonde right now. So I need to get that shit put back on my head. So it does a nice little ratio between my eyeballs and my forehead. Okay. (laughs) No one gives a fuck. I go to get my eyebrows done i my eyebrow woman shout out liz i've been going to her since i was in high school she is the motherfucking shit i walk in and she's like oh my god there is a daddy gang member also here getting her eyebrows done and i'm like no fucking way so i start talking to this girl dom shout out she's 18 she's a dental assistant she is from pennsylvania and she loves a podcast she's daddy gang through and through we love to see it And so we start chatting, we're talking. I'm like, thank you so much for listening and supporting. And then she has the audacity to look me directly in the eyes. And she's like, I am so excited for tomorrow's episode. Now in this moment, Daddy Gang, I love you so much, Dom, shout out. But I I had a moment where I just reactionary wanted to backhand you. Because I'm like, don't fucking remind me that it is a fucking Tuesday and my intro isn't ready. My episode's not ready. And I was like, oh my God, that's so excited that you're so excited for Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening. Like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, it just, the the funny thing is, is the episode's not done. And she was like, what? I'm like, no, I, I know. It looks like I'm just chilling here getting my eyebrows on. The episode's not done. And let me explain to you why the episode's not done. Guys, I've been really struggling. I am... In this new era of trying to be health and wellness, I'm just taking people's um, feelings more into consideration other than just my own. You know, in therapy, it's not all about Alex, you know, it's about others too. And by others, I mean the men that I'm fucking. And so one of the guys that I'm seeing, I am very aware that he listens to this podcast. Hello. <laughs> hey, girl. Um, hey, boy. And so I am trying to be like, hey, you know, I know I've told him that I'm dating other people, but I don't, I don't think that it feels great when he hears me saying that I'm doing other things with men. So that's that's just what that is. So my entire issue with this intro was I wanted to tell you guys the truth. That's what I'm supposed to do, right? But I was like, damn, this sounds fucked up. You're all like, Alex, what's happening? Okay, I've been putting off this intro because what it started as is it was going to be that On Wednesday, when I release this episode, I'm going into New York. I'm staying in a hotel room because I obviously don't have an apartment in New York anymore. And then on Thursday morning, I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to see a man. Okay? Now listen to all of everyone. Alex, are you... COVID, whatever. Listen, I fucking get it. Trust me. But a girl's got to get fucking content. I've got my hazmat suit. I've got my fucking face shield, my extra fat ass fucking gloves, and all of the hand sanitizer in the world stocked in my fucking pockets. And also just shout out to anyone that's going to come for me. If it was illegal to get on a plane, I'd be in fucking jail. Okay. I'm taking all the precautions. I'm going to get dick. So that was going to be my intro. Woo. Yes. She's going. <laughs> then something else happened. And that was where I was struggling to be like, I could just tell them that. But in true daddy gang, Alex Cooper fashion, this is of course my life. And I want to tell you guys when I go to New York and I stay in the hotel room, I'm going on a date, not with the man I'm going to see. The night before I leave for my flight, I'm going into New York and I'm meeting this guy for a date. We love that. <laughs> Wait, we love that. Everyone's like, okay, Alex, we condone. I know. I just feel bad. I'm sorry. Shout out the guy that's listening, you and your family. You guys are amazing. Great people. Honestly, this is all a lie. It's just for the show. Done again, you know the drill. So that's where I'm at. So basically... There's this guy that I connected with on Instagram and he goes back and forth between LA and New York. And he messaged me and he was like, I'm going to be in New York. Like, let me get a drink with you, blah, 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 blah. So I've always been interested in this guy. I've never fully met him. We've only connected on the internet, but I can just tell like, fuck, there could be something there. So by my huge mistake, and I mean huge mistake, I told the one person that I shouldn't have told you're all like the guy. No, my mother. Okay, this, is, this intro is taking a twist. Here we go. I told my mom about the guy that wanted to go on a date with me and she was like, Alexandra, you're going on the date. Now, if you guys remember back in the days, my mother is, yes, she's a psychologist and yes, she's great and gives great advice. But there's also something that she is and she's a fucking FBI agent to the mother of fucking core who Lori cooper really is is when alex cooper comes to her mother and she says mom i may go on a date with this guy before i can even blink Lori cooper has the whole rap sheet she knows the man's height she knows his weight she knows his family history his lineage his net worth every single fucking thing that you need to know about someone you're about to go on a date with my mother has it ready to go so I tell about the guy. I'm like, should I go on the date? Is it fucked up? No, it's not fucked up to double dip like one guy and another guy. And like, who gives a fuck? Right. I'm single, whatever. And my mom is like, you're going on the date. And I'm like, oh, why? Lori Cooper does some hardcore research. She loves the guy's background. She loves specifically the family background. That night, I'm like, I don't know. I'm still deciding. My mom says, come watch a movie with me. We sit down. We press play on the movie. And one minute in, I realize we are watching a movie about this man's family. Okay, I can't make this shit up guys and I'm like mom Lori Cooper's like Alex come on like you should you should like get to know like look it's so cool like he has all his family literally has a movie about them in that moment I just flash forward and I'm like picturing myself on this date and I'm like oh my god yeah I'm like your aunt is so pretty and he's gonna be like how do you know what my aunt looks like it's like those memes where people like you've stalked them so hardcore that then you're on the first date and you're like uh, I mean, wait, you're no, I meant my aunt, you're on. What are you talking about? Shut the fuck up. Can I get a drink? Like, I'm going to know everything about this guy before I go on the date. He's handsome. He's intelligent. He's educated. He comes from a great fucking family. Why not? Right. So that's why I decided. And so I guess I did it. I guess I did it. I apologize to both men, adv- men in advance. Um, And well, the other, the one that I'm going the first date with won't know I did. Well, he may know about the podcast. So I apologize in advance to the guy that I'm coming to see on a plane. I apologize that first I'm doing a quick pit stop to have a drink with this guy. But the thing that you can hopefully lean on is maybe this will make me like you more. Maybe this date will be fucking awful. I have a feeling it's not going to be awful. You know what? You can just tell you're going to vibe with someone. So I don't know. So, I mean, I feel like my mom always has a pretty good inclination of what men I'm going to get along with and vibe with. She loved door number three. She loved the man from L.A. And now here we are. This man, she's like, you got to go get him, big Al. So that's what I'm doing, guys. So when I release this um, episode, you guys are gonna be listening. I'll be getting ready for my date in New York and I'll be going on that date. And then the next morning I'll be getting on a plane and going to see a man. And all is well in love and war. No, that's not. Welcome to fucking call her daddy today, folks. Um, I think this was making me feel as though I'm realizing that the floodgates are soon going to be opening. Now, don't get me wrong. I realize that the vaccine isn't out yet. But when this fucking thing comes out, I can't believe I'm saying it. But like life is going to go back to normal soon at some point, at least after the new year, March, whenever it's going to go back to normal. And I feel like it's so crazy to sit here and remember back when I was starting the first episode of How to Survive Quarantine almost a year ago now. That's fucking wild. We had no idea how long we were going to be in this. Now, a year almost later, it's about to be back to normal. The world is going to go back to normal hopefully soon. And when that happens, every single person in my DMs that is saying, their sex life is fucking suffering from corona oh my god i haven't gotten fucked in so long oh my god i'm so over facetime sex oh my god i'm so over dating apps cross our fingers but it's gonna go back to fucking normal and so daddy gang in the spirit of mentally preparing ourselves to get fucking ready to get back into the fucking dating game in person dating I thought, who better to have on, who better to give us some fucking dick-riding, finger-up-the-asshole, mouth-on-the-asshole fucking tips other than the one, the only, Emily Morse. Daddy gang, I am here with the one and only, Dr. Emily Morse. Thank you for coming so excited we're back I I know we've got a lot to cover so everyone last episode with Emily so many people were reaching out and I was just telling Emily before we started recording it made me so happy that so many women wrote in when we talked about sexual trauma and for sex fantasies. There were a lot of women that had so much guilt, so much shame. And Emily, you did an amazing job outlining like why you should not feel shame and why you should not feel bad about those things, like having those thoughts and feelings. Right. So thank you so much. Of course. Um. To, let's just get right let's back get into, into the it. Questions. Um. This actually picks kind of up back from where we were last episode together, and so we have a girl that is asking. So I have sexual trauma and I have a boyfriend. How do you suggest going about telling a new partner that you are getting involved with that you do have sexual trauma and that it does affect you in a specific way? Mm-hmm. Because I can totally get it. If it's a one night stand, daddy things. Right. like, I'm not going to walk in and be like, hey, by the way. And it's like, okay, they don't need to know that shit. Mm-mm. But as you get more into a relationship, how do you think is the best way to go about it?
1: Well, first... The most important thing is to make sure that you're with a trusted partner, that this is actually someone, it's not that you've been together a month and you think it's just casual because when you're going to reveal your trauma to somebody, you want to make sure they can hold the space, they can handle it, that you already trust them. So once you've covered all of that, I think it's important to also have done your work. So, have you been to therapy? Have you figured out how the trauma is impacting you as a sexual being? And maybe you haven't yet, but you still want to bring it up. But like let's say there was a sexual assault. What I would recommend is just saying, "Listen, it's timing, tone, and turf." I don't know if I talked about the last a little out, bit yep. outside the bedroom. So, timing is you want to make sure it's a good time when you're not like drunk. You're you're chilling. Turf is outside the bedroom for all these kind of conversations. It's not just right before you have sex, definitely not right after. And then your tone is casual and even just earnest and just saying, listen, babe, I want you to know, baby, sweetie, whatever, this is really hard for me to say. And I want you to know that I've experienced some sexual trauma. And this is, you could say, this is what happened. I was assaulted. I was, I was raped. I had molestation. And as a result of that, you need to know that because – and then you get to fill in the blank because when there's really rough sex, it triggers me, and then I shut down. Or I'm actually not able to have sex without the lights on because I have fear around blank. So you have to fill in – because you have to remember that our partners don't know what to do with it. Right. So just to say,
0: I got off my chest. I was assaulted. Let's go bang. It's like – yeah. It it almost like that makes me think too like so bringing it all the way back to just like if you have had something happen to you that maybe wasn't even sexually trauma and you go to your partner sometimes especially with a male partner sometimes I feel like women are so upset by the man's reaction and I realized like this actually happened to me in a situation I was telling the guy that I'm seeing something and his reaction I was like that's it but it was because men I feel like have a really hard time if they can't directly control it or do something about it men are like well I'm useless what do you want me to say to this right yeah right and, yes and, and the great way to exactly and the, and the great way to
1: to start that conversation is to let them know I'm going to tell you something and I really just need you to listen
0: yes
1: because what if you are look so that's such a great point is if you are looking to them to to nurture you and to, to take care of you and to say the perfect thing not gonna happen at all so why are you telling them first off if you're telling them because you want sympathy if you're telling them because you want them to know why you were being an asshole the night before or whatever it is just make sure you're going for the right reasons and if you're telling and hopefully you're going because you've worked it through in therapy because i want to repeat this again because it's important is that sexual trauma doesn't just go away it's not like i used to think that time heals all wounds it does not actually just go deeper and they're insidious and then you're you're 40, and then you still are experiencing trauma. So go see a a therapist that deals with sexual trauma yeah and then just listen
0: tell them what you need it's not a one-time conversation you can keep updating on it so I think that's beautiful and I also think I remember reading like somewhat reading the book like men are from Mars women are from Venus and you saying Emily I think that's huge daddy gang listening if you're always super upset with how your partner is responding you telling the man first like I just need you to listen and be there that gives a man a cue like okay so she doesn't need me to solve anything because if you're going at a man and you're like bitching about your problems a lot of times men are just like I don't know what I'm supposed to do here and that's I feel like why sometimes we're just like really let down by their responses yes and
1: the good thing about this what I love is it
0: is that maybe we should do that all the
1: time like if you're bitching about your best friend or work or my boss I don't need you to tell me to go to human resources or I don't need you to tell me to quit my job. I'm actually going to tell you a story right now and I need you to listen or I need you to laugh. What do you need? Why are you telling? If you're constantly disappointed by your
0: partner, they probably don't know what you need. It's so true. The and fixers, and they want to fix. Exactly. Everyone listening. So, men, if you hear us right now, we're literally saying, you guys have to understand a lot of times women just want to bitch and we just want to talk. We can talk about things over and over and over again. My favorite thing to do. I'm like, oh, we talked about it okay let's talk about it one more time 20 more times next week we're gonna talk about it again women that's how women are so men half the time you have to understand that when your girlfriend is bitching all she wants you to do is just listen. listen and then on the other aspect it's like girls listening you have to understand men have a very hard time when they can't provide a direct solution, something tangible. They're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this information. And so you have to maybe like give him the precursor to be like, hey, I just want you to be there and listen with me. Sorry, I'm bitching. I just need someone to sit and listen.
1: And it's a skill set too. So you're not going to find and I don't mean to be ageist here, but a lot of men in their 20s and women in their 20s, they might not have done their work yet. Even 30s, right. unless they had, a tr- they went through something. And they had to go to therapy. We don't. We don't know these things. But you could learn together. You could say, okay, let's figure out what we actually need. It's a great practice because then you'll be able to use that for the rest of your that life. That
0: is so brilliant because it's. And I'm not saying everyone has to be in therapy, but if you but are listening to this pod, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of do. And everyone's like, well, I listen to Call Her Daddy or Emily like to get my yeah. therapy. But it, say if you're not in therapy and you're thinking about going to therapy, I can't say it enough how much it's already changed my life it's making me understand like how much it significantly can affect a relationship in the most positive aspect so like if you are in a relationship and you want to go to couples therapy or just go to like therapy by yourself I would encourage you guys to do so because it really is life-changing it is
1: life-changing you're just learning skills listen we all had childhoods that are going to impact us throughout our life you might even think it was the perfect childhood But there's no such thing. We all have stuff. It could just be one thing. The time you weren't picked for the team in third grade, and now you constantly feel insecure about things. And as a result of that, that's showing up when you're 25. I mean, it doesn't end. And so just to go unpack that stuff, it doesn't mean you're insane. No one's going to lock you away. You're not going to get a weird diagnosis. It's actually going to help you with your entire life, with your job, with your work, with your sex life.
0: And when you were saying that, Emily, it made me also think like, when you are in therapy, you start to learn, like you're saying, the the issues within yourself. So then when you're in a relationship and they're doing something to you, it's not always putting blame on the other person because you're like, well, I know this is what I struggle with. And so how can I articulate it to my partner, like, hey, these are the things that I know I'm bad at or I'm not like I'm not comfortable with, Wait, and then share it.
1: Do you want to give an example maybe of what you've learned in therapy and how you're applying that in your relationship? Oh right my now? God.
0: That's a good one. Okay. So I have this, like, I am very bad at sharing when I am upset with someone. And so I usually just shut down. And I have this, I don't know why, but while well, I'm getting there in therapy, but like, <laughs> I constantly think that no one actually really cares about other people's shit. I don't think that other people really care at times, like especially with the men I've dated, but that's just by choice because I've dated assholes. So a lot of times, every time I've gone to a past lover to be like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. They give me an answer that is so inadequate to what I'm looking for that I started to just internalize everything and never share it. So in therapy, I've been unpacking that. And with the guy that I'm currently seeing – Instead of shutting off, I let him know I do that. So every time I'm being quiet or something's wrong with me, he'll be like, let's just talk about it. Like, obviously something's wrong, Alex. And he'll put me on the spot. And it has literally changed my life because now I'm being so much more open and I'm allowing someone to be there for me when I'm feeling like shit. So had I not articulated to him, like, hey, this is what I do usually when I'm stressed or I'm struggling or like, I just don't think you're going to care. I kind of need a little bit of push to show like you really do care. And now he's been doing that all the time, and it's, like, really been life-changing. That
1: is that's oh, a great example. Perfect example. This. Perfect example that they let your part. I believe that in relationships, your partner wants to please you. Yeah. They want to be a good lover. He wants to be a good boyfriend. But, but from your conditioning, for whatever reason, you had to take it out. The guys you dated were assholes, or they yeah. didn't have the skill set. This is what we're saying is that most people don't have the skill set. You wouldn't have known a year ago maybe how to express that. So right. So there it is. Therapy helps you figure out your
0: ne- – get your needs met. Everyone get in therapy. Yes. Emily. Yes. We have so many questions. <laughs> we have so many things. Um. Okay. Right. Being the queen over mm-hmm. there that you are. Yes, babe. I think it's super interesting to have – ask another woman. There are so many girls that are very insecure about getting on top of a guy and having sex. And I'm so sick of it because I know the daddy gang is, too, when you ask someone, like, wow, like, how do I get on top and, like, ride a guy and be confident? And then everyone's, like, you just got to have that self-confidence and, like, body love. And it's, like, no, no, no. We want actual details of, like, how, like are do you have any tricks? Yeah. Like, when you think of yourself in the bedroom, are there any, like, go-to Emily yes. things that you do? Because yes. I think truly if you can one is obviously be confident but two if you have a couple tricks like when you're riding a guy on top you can really make him fall in love and you watch his face and he just like goes into a different dimension when he sees you up there like owning it so
1: the thing about on top is it's you want to do something that feels
0: good to you so since
1: every woman orgasms differently and you might not even know like let's talk about this too we already covered that most women are not going to come that way But the reason why Women on Top is so popular is because women who do orgasm during penetrative sex are more likely to orgasm on top because we're in control of the movement, the depth, the speed. We kind of were in control, which is awesome. But then we were like, great, I'm in control. Now what the fuck do I do? Right. So what you do is you play around with different positions. Now, what I recommend is... Personally, I don't think that the going up and down is a thing that's hot for the guy. Of course. I don't know that that feels as great to many women. However, if you're going up and down like the pogo stick thing, you can make sure that you really want to. It's all about having enough clitoral stimulation. So you could still use your fingers and be rubbing you in every position. Another thing to do is to lean forward and lay completely flat. I'm going to give you some options. There's a position called the cat. the coital alignment technique yes so what you're doing is you're able to when you're lying flat on him and maybe you're like making out you're able to really rub your pelvic floor on him it's really intimate it can be really hot because you can like make out but you're like still on top moving back and forth so that's one you want to make sure that you are paying attention to what actually feels good to you so for some women who actually need to keep their legs closer together as well there 's some women do you forget those yep, emails yep so so this way if you 're on flat you, your
0: legs can still be squeezing tighter and then you 're moving back and forth so that, I that's love that what. one too because. Uh, and again, that is a more intimate position, but even if it's not your boyfriend and you're doing that, I think a lot of times if you lower yourself, basically daddy gang, we're saying like onto his chest and then you can also still put your hand like under there and be rubbing your clit. Yeah. You can be like making out with him and then also start like breathing into his ear and talking dirty to him. Yes. And then you can be like kissing down his neck, etc. And then also you can just kind of put your head next to his almost and just be basically yeah, like, you don't have to be staring in his inside yeah, the whole time. It, no, no, you don't need to be like
1: <laughs> I'm eye contact. No, no, no. No one wants that the entire time. I love that one, too. You can breathe. Okay, so that's one. And then also when you're on top, you can play. So I think that we just, we know the basics, right? Your knees are back. But yeah. you could also do it so your your legs are, are full, like around his his head. You can kind of like kick it. Oh! Up so you're, yeah, like you're lying this way. Wait. I don't know. Like Emily. legs out. Yeah. And he can even be pulling you back and forth that way so you are oh my also- god yes. wait i want to try this yes, i've never exactly. done this
0: yeah so you put your legs basically around his yes, like neck almost his neck, yeah. and then if obviously he could almost be pulling you by your hips yeah. and like pulling you into exactly. him and you're almost kind of both laying like flat up exactly that is so hot the other thing is
1: now so you're in this position where your legs are he could also sit up and then you could be <gasps> sitting this is really hot have you ever done this one where you're in bed You're on the bed, so he's sitting up, you're sitting up, and so your legs are wrapped around each other. That is hot. Yeah, that's a really hot hot. one, too, because then you could also, I think that women assume they have to bounce up and down in that one, but you can go back and forth with
0: that one as well. I think one of the hottest ones that I, what I enjoy and, like, how I usually have an amazing orgasm this way and I can have it, like, internally and externally is when I am on top, but if I'm leaning back because the penis is, like, hitting my G-spot, and then when you're... Leaning back and then you can like use one of your hands to rest behind you onto the mattress and then you can be stimulating your own clit and you're kind of doing the grinding motion, but it's almost like a back and up motion yeah, so on the deep. Leaning back is another yes. exactly and then you can kind of hit it feel it hitting your pelvic walls. Right. Exactly. And then you're getting yourself So, so off. leaning
1: back is another one, but for some women that doesn't feel good. But yeah. it's true. You want to lean back, you don't want to bend their penis. No, off, no don't break it. But, unless but you're really you're pissed you're sitting at him. Up straight, That's great. Leaning back and it's like hitting your, your yeah. it, it's hitting the wall. You can also start to spin Around that's another one. Oh my
0: Have Emily. you ever done the spin around? With Wait, a, a you reverse cowgirl? Right, right, right. Way. But like, it is kind of funny if you try to keep the dick in you keep and you and your dick. Like, in, oh yeah, God. I do that. I, oh. I totally. <laughs> Emily's like, sweetheart, spin, that spin. is my specialty. That's my specialty. Six days well, I in, and I forgot about it.
1: And then I had a friend say to me once, Do you ever do reverse cowgirl? I'm like, I fucking forgot. So I was with the guy that night, and I was like, Oh, dude, I want And then I you
0: just. You're like, spin. I forgot who I am. Let me get on here. Oh, and let do me spin. It. Let right. me sit and
1: spin. So you spin around. You could also be doing cowgirl, and you could lay back. So then you're also getting oh. the. Um, You know, if you lay back on them, you've
0: done that probably. And obviously, listen, and it sucks. Sometimes it doesn't work as well if the guy's penis is a little bit smaller. But if you if he does have a decently good sized penis and then you are doing reverse cowgirl and then you. But daddy gang you lay back basically onto his chest yes that can be hot because then you can literally just have him inside you you're kind of grinding around on his dick and you can be getting yourself off with your on with your hand and your clip. or you can also get his hand and like use have his, his hand yes use his use hand a toy
1: and show him use a cock ring use something yeah. like that, that you could actually wear during sex that's awesome but for a lot of women if you go in you're like oh i'm gonna rub my clit i'm gonna move around i'm gonna use yeah. his body like a, a fucking joystick like i'm going to ride his penis not in a way that looks good to him but that looks Feels good, to, good me. to me use him as a research experiment to figure yes. it out he what and listen if a man authentically sees you have an orgasm oh my god because you are getting and you're losing that when we say confidence this is what we mean by it we mean that you're confident because you know that you are going to get off, your, you know your body because you've spent time exploring and masturbating and then you just get in there, know that you can move, you're
0: mobile. Every woman in the next, whenever you're having sex, you're getting on top and I don't care if you're get scared, try it, try, try
1: it. it. It's 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 hot and remember, it's you not, could leave a shirt on, you could wear, people, women yeah. are so concerned about their bodies, like this is the other thing I want to say about it, is that, you don't you could wear like if you feel comfortable with like an off the shoulder shirt right. let's say you could wear an off the you could wear a t-shirt you could get Put the some lighting. lingerie right on lingerie find something that makes you feel sexy
0: The lighting okay. can I quickly just say yes. men if you want to get fucked don't be like hey do you want to come over rebecca and it's like the lights are at a 10 and you can see every crevice of each other's bodies. Like maybe let's din the fucking lights, yeah. dudes. Bring like candles. set like the d- scene. Some guys don't have candles. Like bring, make it, it will be advantageous for you because girls will get 10 times fucking nastier. If it's just like a little bit less of an intrusive moment where they're like, okay, you can literally see all of my lips and everything happening, which is hot. But for a first time hooking up, maybe a girl's not as yes. confident. So like, ease into it with lighting definitely helps
1: and don't feel pressure that you have to do any of these things but 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 i'm telling you don't don't avoid woman on top if you've never tried it or any of the things or the light or just listen just remember this they don't know what to do either like i think we give men so much power so figure out what's good for you and bring that to the table guys who who can't get hard during sex like let's say even young men did we talk about this last? no let's go into it penises are malfunctioning at an
0: alarming rate
1: right now (laughs)
0: wait I, that's not funny but it's funny no
1: because well, listen, funny. we have so
0: many fucking issues as women like go fuck yourselves men like that's the one thing they have I, to deal with. but also it is kind of fucked i always kind of feel bad for guys because there's two things one we can get a boob job we can get all these things we can wear makeup guys your dick is your dick and your, like that's it yeah. and then also it's not like when you come back and you're fucked up at a bar and like you can basic we always said you can fake it we don't we don't want anyone to fake it but you can fake an orgasm We've all faked it, you can put lube on your vagina. He can't think that his fucking dick is hard. (laughs) If it's little and it's flaccid, it's flaccid and it's a little macaroni and you're like, nothing's happening. So, like... What can we let's, As, let's can talk you to guys how and be devastating? nice? Devastating. I honestly, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because know, men around the world. I love you so much, and it's it's fucked up. It's fucked up, but I let's help men cool. with their penis. I mean, you have a lot of men. I mean, you've had so me- many. I've had girls really write in and be like, I literally went out with this guy and we got so fucked up on our first date, but it was fun, whatever. And he couldn't get hard, and then he didn't even text me the next day. And I always tell those girls like.
1: Not it's about not you. you
0: didn't do anything wrong, and if anything, that is the one time that I would say text him after because he probably thinks he is so embarrassed with himself that he doesn't even know if you would want to see him again. When really, girls, we don't really fucking we care. don't care. We're probably psyched anyway. Uh, like we God, were oh, drunk, I tired. tired. <laughs> I don't have an orgasm. Only we covered this last time, but I can't say
1: this enough. Only twenty percent of women are gonna have an orgasm with a penis during right. intercourse. Twenty percent. Right. You didn't really care. They didn't get hard. Like you could let him know that and be like, I'm cool, dude. Let's if you show. can't
0: get hard, you have a
1: mouth. Go mouth, down and even out and, and I'll probably
0: enjoy that even fucking
1: more. Well, women are more likely to orgasm with a mouth, with fingers. Right. We talk about this. So yeah. not a penis. So not a penis. So we don't so even eat the So penis. we don't even put that much weight on your penis as you do. No. So they freak out, and then what happens is as oh this is the vicious cycle. So they feel bad. But women, what do we do? <gasps> I wasn't hot enough. Right. I didn't do right. enough. I was giving right. a bad blow job. Yeah. I can't believe his penis malfunctioned at this rate. I what happened? It has nothing to do with you. Most yeah. of the things we worry about are not really the cause of it. It has nothing to do with you. So so for the penis thing, we are seeing men a lot. So I used to, when I started this, it was really only men over 40 who had erectile dysfunction. Okay. Because your testosterone starts to drop over the age of 40. It just does. Not every man's going to experience this. But now I'm hearing like 18-year-olds, 25-year-olds all the time. Like every night they call into my show. And it's like, what? Why? Shit. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with anxiety, Yeah, that there's more anxiety now that people are, because a lot of this, the best news is for men and for women who are not orgasmic or they can't get hard. we can work through this stuff. It has right. to do with like anxiety and worry, but it could also be because of the foods we're eating. We're seeing that testosterone in, in generations, like the last 20, 30 years, this is a whole nother, this has not even been out that much. But friggin' there's the hormones in our foods are so messed up that men are being born with less testosterone.
0: Wow. I mean, this isn't
1: even like a so I kept thinking it's it's anxiety, it's medication, it's it's people not being active and exercising. Because the first thing I have to say with before I freak you out about all the, the foods and, and hormones is that it's a blood flow problem. If you are not exercising and eating healthy, your penis will not get hard. If your blood is not, it it will not be able to maintain erection. So make sure that you cover all of those things. You eat healthy, you exercise, go to your doctor, get your
0: testosterone checked. Right. So it also is so fascinating because I remember when I started to kind of like hook up with an ex again and this is like no shame to him because I, I, again, I can't even imagine how uncomfortable he felt, but. I'd started the show and I'd known him prior to the show and I can imagine like hooking up with someone that has a sex podcast, um, especially mine that I sometimes happen to like really just talk about my life on this and like really talk about my experiences. We were, we hadn't seen each other. I get down for the weekend. We're going to have sex for the first time. He can't get hard. And I felt so bad because he had been hyping it up so much and sexting me and talking to me about how much he wanted to fuck me. And then I get there, and this is a very like manly man, and he cannot get hard. And after I started my show, and I would be hooking up with this person multiple times has happened, and he had made comments to me like on different days, but not right after. But he would have been like. Well, like, are you going to tell, like, are you going to talk about that on your podcast that like that happened? And like, I could just tell, I felt so bad that he was so insecure about it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to talk about it. And granted, I'm talking about it right now. <laughs> years later, yeah, Years, years later, But I do think that men and their penis, as much as I've always said, like they're two different brains when it's coming down to it it's one brain and so if you aren't able to be there in your head guys then why the fuck would your other head be able to work and function if
1: if you are worrying if your blood is rushing to your head because you're obsessing and you're worried just think about it leaving your penis leaving your genitals and going up to your head because you're obsessing so going back to your guy with the penis it's like with the penis they all penises (laughs) but not the erection it could also be alcohol foods all the if he was really wasted we all know like whiskey dick yes
0: yes yes
1: but like it's there's so many other factors that go and it's it's really there's like 10 different factors that can go yeah into it. and
0: I think that any man listening to this this can be kind of an amazing thing for you to hold on to that like when you have whiskey dick and you can't get hard you are overthinking it and you think that the girl like thinks you're pathetic and whatever and oh my god he didn't even get hard and whatever we really like don't care because at the end of the day women if we had to get hard and you had to like actually see us be turned on before you fuck us i don't know how often we would be we would having an erection have no. we would never we would have sex never. right so we are fortunate that we can kind of mask it but men just know that like we're really understanding we're chill. and like girls aren't being like he couldn't get hard like when we talk about it that way it's like oh because he was fucked up and he couldn't get hard but just know that when we're having our little powwows with our girlfriends we're not like making fun of you no, i like don't not. give a fuck i'm like yeah he, he we're we were hammered. who cares we, whatever it's fine hey, now I- if it's every day obviously well, if he never yeah
1: you never seen erection. Like, I dated a premature ejaculator for two years. <gasps> Wait, what? I know. In my early 30s. I was like, oh. Wait, well, I think how, that's how might that might be why I'm here.
0: <laughs> You're like, that's why
1: I'm the, here to duh. speak about yeah. these things. I was like, how did I? Because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. Wait, like how soon? Su- you... Like a minute. No. But I was really busy. I was making a film at the time. <laughs> You're, like, my editor. You're like, oh, get shit. out of my face. I know. But Wait, what? I just didn't know how to deal with it. And, and I was like, bought him a book. And I thought he should do it. <laughs> You bought I, him a book about how to do
0: it and he did not never did thing. he ever verbally, i thought like, it was because like, he was
1: stoner but
0: <laughs> no, Emily, i don't know. Emily's at so least like bad. i bought him a book i'm like he's like crying that we but yeah, did but he, every book. time he came like super fast would he say something like i'm so she sorry or would pro- but
1: it had also been a challenge for him in all of his oh, relationships okay. and then i came up with his other exes and they were all said the same thing too the oh point my. is, is what that do you, do? But you, oh God, PE is a whole other thing. Okay. Maybe we P- shouldn't even get into no, it. No, I mean, there's so much, we've got so serious this time. I know. Well, it's good. I mean, you're, well, these are like this real life matters. issues. This is yeah. really like, I just want people to give you permission to communicate openly and freely with yeah. your partner about what's going on. Anal. <laughs> Let's
0: do it. Anal. Okay. okay. So we're going to start light. Like there, are, we talked about it a little bit last time where we were just saying like first explore anal play you're not going to be like i have never i haven't even had a guy lick my ass i haven't had a finger in there but like let's do anal and like shove a dick in my ass daddy gang no ease the fuck into it just like if you're like going to hook up with someone a lot of times you start with getting fingered and then you go to eating out and then there's a blow job and it's like remember when we were back in like seventh grade and it was like what base did you guys go to like i went to second base or third base that's kind of like with the asshole. Okay, we're starting at first base with the asshole before we go for a grand slam home run. Yeah, don't go from zero to anal. No. You do not want to go <laughs> no. right. This penis is just going right inside me. That right. is not
1: no. Then you you're going to pass out like me. Right. And Sorry use lube. Fuck so You can use lube. Listen, gallons of lube. Like yeah. so much lube. So I love that we're starting this way. First step to having anal and to understand, let's call it anal play. Anal play. Because anal play, like it doesn't mean like it has to be fucking penis in your ass right. without even any preparation. So the first thing is, so the, the sphincter muscles right outside of the anus has so many nerve endings. Okay. So make sure that you're first, here's the first thing: your hands are clean, your nails are trimmed. Before you go in anywhere. And remember, everyone has anuses. So this, the right. same rules apply if you're right. going into a man or a woman. Hands are clean, all those things. You have to use lube. The, the anus is not self-lubricating.
0: Can we just pause for a minute there? Please, everybody, Please, did you take hear a that? Take a like, moment, <laughs> and this is where my journey <laughs> began when the man didn't understand. Like, listen, my vagina can self-lubricate. My asshole, not so much, buddy. So everybody listening, whether you're putting a finger in there, um, you need to you need to lube, lube. use lube. Lots of lube. get a lube
1: shooter. Please, They're like you shoot lubes of your ass. Wait, what? That's do you want when you come to the
0: office. Wait, there's you're coming lube. to my. <laughs> oh my god, you have lube
1: shooters. Dude, wait till you see my office. I have a sex toy closet the size of this room. <laughs> Emily,
0: men that come and like have sex with you oh, must be oh like, no, oh my, my office god. is
1: different. Than my, home. my home has so many too. Oh my god, oh my yeah, men, like yeah, a sex I, chamber. Wait, ch- there's like then. a
0: syringe that you put yeah. lube up your yeah. asshole you, Wait, up your you asshole. need to give that I to will. honey
1: i got stuff for you
0: i feel like a lot of girls are terrified to go near a guy's ass one because half the time you're like is he even going to be okay with this which you can kind of what i usually do if like if i'm giving a blow job and it's like one of the first times i'm like hanging out with a guy well i guess i wouldn't eat his ass on the first time right. i hang out with him but when you get a little bit more comfortable maybe when you're giving a blow job or something or even during sex obviously you lubricate your finger if you don't have lube literally like put a bunch of spit on your mouth you or got, on your hand yeah, do you and then you go down and slowly i feel like as you get past the taint a little bit like a guy will like back up a little bit if you if you know like okay he's not into it right now but a lot of times guys won't fully pull away but then don't be like okay great now i'm going for the kill and shove it. your fingers up there just rub on the outside of it yeah. guys and
1: start with the perineum too so the taint
0: which is you know they this, yeah, okay. the space In between, between the, the dick, dick between. and yeah. So
1: that area, you can even start there. You can start to rub the outside of their their anal their anal anus. But then, if you apply pressure to that area, if you talked about you apply pressure to that area? Right. You're indirectly stimulating the prostate. And the prostate is like the male G-spot. It's the P-spot. And so you could even just say, like, I'm going to rub his And then I'm going to p- apply pressure there when they're about to come or when you're giving a blowjob. Okay. And see how they react to that. And then you could move your finger up, too. So that whole area, applying pressure there, you're indirectly sti- stimulating the prostate. So then you go up. and then So then let's say they're cool with that. Your Wait, Emily, let
0: me slow yeah. down for a second because I think a lot of people get confused. When you're saying apply pressure, are you saying... On the asshole Or are you saying On I'm the taint I'm saying the taint Okay so And what kind of motion do you Do you just like a pressing up Just a pressure like Pressure a, like, a, like a pressing up
1: pressure Consistent like or do
0: you go up And down a little bit You just kind of rub it And you you, you apply pressure
1: like this Like, like, like pulsating up, up Pulsating up but you're not okay. like, t- you're not, no, you're not, no. you're not going.
0: You're, you're keeping it on keeping it and you're it just lightly it pressing up. And then up. you're
1: applying some pressure back and forth and back and forth. And you're just seeing how they like it. Maybe you're going in circles. Okay. Maybe you're playing a little bit harder pressure. But at first with every sex move, no matter what it is, whether you're with a vulva or a penis, you start slow
0: slow because also and that's what i we've always said to men it's like you shouldn't feel weird about this because if anything you should enjoy this more than women because we don't have a prostate so like you should be like please for the love of god if you are a man and you can accept like not only am i gonna have an orgasm because i'm coming out of my dick i'm also feeling amazing because something's being stimulating my asshole so girls if you're doing if you're giving him head or you're fucking Put your hand down there. Have it super lubricated and literally just, p- just applying see what, see pressure. Goes. Pay attention.
1: Yeah. Pay Boom. attention to his face. How does he like it? So then, or she, we're talking about everyone here. So then you, you so let's go back to the, the muscles. So you're outside of it, the sphincter muscles. You're feeling it. Then you could take a finger. Okay. You could take your, your pointer finger. Make sure your nails are, again, nails have yes, to be trimmed or whatever. Pa- you can do the pointer finger. That's a really a popular one to do. Some people do their middle finger. But I think it's great to start with your pointer finger and then you just start to Move it inside slowly, okay, and see how they are reacting to it, and then you can start to move your finger around. That's where you, start. or it could be a pinky. Okay. That's where you
0: start. Okay, this is we need so much help here because the amount of people are like, I need step by step. So when the when we're going to put the finger in, I guess we can talk more about like what what the first the girls going to do to the male because okay. I feel like a lot of girls are like a little bit different. how the fuck. What do I do when I get in there? <laughs> what am I doing when I get in there? Okay, so when you get in there,
1: you're sticking your finger inside and then you are now you don't want to go all the way deep in now you you want to just kind of put a finger in. and again, everyone's different. Everyone wants something different, but you're not like we know when right. guys finger you and right you're and like, it's
0: the jackhammer. none of so that you feels take your good. finger.
1: yeah, so you put the finger in and then you just start to you could leave it there for a minute. you could start to you could start to just move it around inside.
0: Like do you so swirl it. You
1: just swirl it around. Now let me tell you where it feels great. So the prostate okay. is Here you find go. the prostate in the same way that you kinda of find the G spot or the yes. G area as I call it. Your your finger goes inside and it's toward a come hither motion towards the guy's belly button. And that's where you're going to find the prostate. But it's a, about an inch and a half, two inches inside.
0: Okay. You
1: might not want to go all that far the first time because you're just putting a finger in. You're not giving, milking the prostate, right. perhaps, You're the not first like, time. we're
0: going in for the kill. Let's find the prostate exactly. and Let's get out. of like, the first okay. time. Just like right. someone's finding
1: your G-spot the first time. Right. not going to happen. It also helps for them already to be turned on, to have an erection, yeah. all those things. So you go inside. We're talking about the prostate now. Yep. You go in and you can just put a finger inside. You could start to move it slowly with lube in and out if they like that but it can be very painful so once you get it inside it can be especially yeah. if you've never had anything in your ass right so once it's inside you could just leave it there so i wouldn't even recommend that you're moving you you could maybe that's the around. first step the girls first, is step first is you leave yeah it
0: first we said apply pressure on the taint and like you can lick the asshole you can like rub around it and then once you're past that stage and you, he's basically giving you the go-ahead like i do kind of like this like anal play then you go in with the finger and maybe you just put it in there almost like a butt plug but it's just your finger it's small we're just literally keeping just it there it and there. applying pressure while you're giving him head or while you're having sex. Then the next step is we could maybe start to do a little come hither motion, but I agree with you. I don't know if you putting a finger in and bringing it in and out if this is the, like the beginning stages don't it's it. too much. It's we, too much, yeah. but that's
1: not even what you want to do with anal play. And right. that's what I think the problem is with anal sex too. Is especially when it's on a woman or anyone, you just think you have to go in and out, right? Like you do, but you just you really that's not really what. You, yeah, you it's
0: do. almost like put it in there and let it marinate in there, yeah, and let and just feeling that pressure in itself. Like that's why we like butt plugs because like exactly. when I have a butt plug in and I have a dick and the, a dick, when I have right. a dick, when I have a dick in me and my clit is being stimulated, you get that full feeling when you're having an orgasm. Um, okay, so that's actually really helpful. So it is kind of the come-hither motion. It is the to
1: come-to-find-the-prostate. So you go in and then you go inside with the, the come-hither motion. Yeah, you'll be able to feel a little raised area. It kind of feels like a peach pit. Got it. Much like the G-spot. And then once you feel that area towards the belly button, then you start to apply pressure to it. And you just keep you kind of stroke it with your finger. So you're applying pressure. There's a little bit of stroking and there's and there's paying attention to your partner and how they're feeling and you go slow. And once you're doing applying that pressure, they might have an incredible fucking orgasm that way. And a sex act does not make you gay. people think boom. if you get something in your anus, it makes them gay. It just means that you're
0: really fucking smart because you're exploring right. your body. And you know what makes you come. Yeah. And if it makes you come and you enjoy it, boom personally like what is your favorite way to begin that with a man are you usually like giving him a blow job or are you like have it doing it during sex like what's your favorite way my what's favorite most effective? way to do
1: anal to, to to anally play with a guy is usually when i'm giving a blow job the first time i will do exactly what i'm saying i'll make sure that i have a lot of lube right. and then i'll just start to like move my finger on their taint and start to play pressure and you can tell it's funny because either they're gonna move forward they're gonna yeah. be like i want Ooh, more of that more yeah. of that or they're gonna away right so once they're like kind of leaning in then I start to kind of use my finger. you yeah. should use my first finger yep uh, my pointer finger and I'll just start to put it in and then, then I just see if they if they like it I'm like okay no take it and I'll leave my finger in now also I don't leave it in the whole time so if I'm giving a blowjob and then sometimes it's when they're about to come or uh, okay. once they're getting really turned on that's a really good time to put it inside okay but I like to kind of dip in there, see how they like it. Then I take it out because it can, and then I'll put it back in again. Yep. Because sometimes it can be kind of painful. Again, just like we were talking about those dilators earlier for the vagina, the anus has to open up as well. Think about, there's like these tight nerve endings. Oh, here's the other most important thing about anal. You have to breathe. Like if you were like, Emily, 30 seconds, best blowjob tips, go, then we gotta go. It'd be like, lube, breathe, go slow. Yeah. That's it. Like if you're like, if I took anything from this episode, Because another thing is, when we are nervous, what do we do? Like you passing out. Right. I just want to,
0: like, I'm like clenching. He's like, dick in the ass. I'm like, no. Yeah.
1: You clench, (laughs) it's going to fucking hurt. Of course, anal hurts. But here's the beautiful thing when you're with a partner that you trust and you go slow and you use lube and you breathe. It could feel amazing. Amazing. We have so many nerve endings. And yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, lately, guys are down. It, that and is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I, I think it's so much hotter when guys are down. Because that's why I was saying. The guy that I'm seeing right now is, like, I'm down for everything. Like, you can put something in my ass. Like, I don't care. And meanwhile, maybe if you're younger – you're and you're an inexperienced. That's like, why does my boyfriend like something in his ass? And meanwhile, I'm like, let's fucking go, game on! Like, put something in mine. I'll put something in yours. I'm getting horny, Emily. Know, now right? I'm gonna go do this tonight. And you're here away and you get to see the, the grass. Right. I, love I, love I, love I love it. I love that you're here, <laughs> Emily. Yes, the babe. two words that I cannot—I <laughs> don't even know how to pronounce them, but. Daddy Gang women have written in and I hear you and I see it all the time. Really what it started with is I didn't know the rhetoric that it how people explain it or the exact term, but all I was reading is like why does sex hurt? Why does mm. sex hurt? And so there were a lot of um different terms that were brought up. So Emily end and, and Endometriosis. endometriosis okay endometriosis. let's get into that what is that well let's talk about it because i think what you also said is let's talk about pain because, okay yeah
1: because rather than if women are having sexual pain for example they're having vaginismus
0: right okay, that's a,
1: oh endometriosis whoa yeah
0: whoa. here These she are, comes These
1: we love when she comes polycystic with the big word ovary syndrome pcos oh, oh my you, god you probably got some of pcos's maybe wait it what is, is that i've, I've seen polycystic that stick ovary syndrome So for many women, these are all related to our pelvic floor. I like to call it the power source. Oh! Women's pelvic floor. This is, we give life. We give birth. This is the center of our creativity. This is the center of creation. 80% of women experience pain during sex at some point in their life. And most women just accept it as normal. They're like, well, I have cramps. I got to give birth. I guess I'll just have painful sex for the rest of my life. But women, you do not have to live in pain. You do not have to, like, live a life of that. You have to get to the bottom and the root of it. So vaginismus means that it's a painful when something goes into your vagina, enters you. Vulvodynia, closely related, is like even touching your vulva. So the exterior part of your oh. vagina is painful. But they're very related. Women have this, um, and a lot of that they can't really figure out. It's, it's more psychological. Okay. It could also be a trauma. For example, a lot of women who have had sexual assault when you have assault and you're not able to to really talk about what happened we tend to internalize it and oh. when we internalize pain suffering trauma we tend to clench we tend to hold ourselves but as a result of having some kind of repressive trauma even if it wasn't sexual assault you have a habit of clenching and tucking and tiding and so as a result of that you now have physical symptoms but what you can do is go to a pelvic floor physical therapist. Like if you broke your knee, you'd go to a Wait, rehab. What? Yes. The good news is there's so many more of them now, but there
0: were not even a few years I ago. I can't even imagine walking into a physical therapist and be like, I'm here for my pelvic floor. Yeah. <laughs> like it, take it, care of it. It is
1: a life game. You could have back pain. If you have back pain. You probably have some pelvic floor stuff going on because it's wow. the way that we walk. It, it is the power. It is everything. The powerhouse. Yeah. So if you're walking, if you're walking in a weird way, then your back usually it goes back to something going on. So with our pelvic floor, you might be having pain the last ten years, and you go see a pelvic floor therapist for a few weeks. What? So you lay back. She'll do a checkup. She'll put she starts a, fingering you. She does, literally. She's finger you with gloves. She puts inside of you. Oh. They they put these things in that look like dildos and they're hmm. dilators.
0: This sounds so like the best home, fucking literally place it, to go. So
1: much better than just doing like planks <laughs> or something with your right. Oh my god. So they and they put inside of you and as and so for women they there's different size dilators. Oh. And so for some women, they can't even put tampons in. They can't put a penis in, a tampon, and you use a little one, and then you wear it for a little bit, and then it starts to expand. It's really just your muscles have gotten so tight as oh a result God. of clenching, holding, something. You could even have right. an injury for horseback riding when you were right. three and you don't remember.
0: Right, and it's like, sweetheart, your pussy's not that tight. It's more so because you need help. <laughs> like it, yeah. It's not. It
1: expands it right. so then you keep trading up. Uh, dilators or dildos really is what they look like and then they expand and then you open up and then you're sex without pain. Oh my God. There's so many but we don't have to figure out is it endometriosis? That's a little bit different. Endometriosis is a very popular it's a very common diagnosis. So endometriosis is a result of excess estrogen. Okay. And on top of that if you're taking the birth control pill that can also have an impact. We're realizing now there's
0: a lot of really bad side effects. Wait, this is a question I have for you. I have a lot of people that ask me it it breaks my heart people will be like hey like i just found out that i was diagnosed with herpes and like i do not know what to do and like how do i even go forward and have a normal sex life like do you have any advice for them it's not a death sentence yes and
1: herpes are really really common i think one out of five or two out of five people have it maybe it's one out of ten fuck it's so okay. listen, it's the okay. thing is, is that it is not a death sentence. You go to the doctor, you take a daily suppressant. Okay. And if you take a daily suppressant like Valtrex or whatever your doctor gives you, way less likely to be able to spread it. However, you should also be honest with people. And yeah. I wish that people were more honest about it because the yeah. more honest we are, You'd realize that probably someone else already has it, and if you explain to them what what you're taking, what happened with the side effects, you have to become really become educated in whatever your diagnosis is. If you have herpes, so your partner knows like this is what it means. It does, it's not. We can still have sex. If I have an outbreak, I'm not able to have sex with you. But otherwise, I'm clean, you know, I'm good to go because I'm not having outbreaks. So it suppresses it so you do not have outbreaks and it won't be as, you know. Yeah, transferable. Yeah, transferable.
0: I I think (laughs) I just want everyone listening to know because I do feel like I will never forget when I was in college and my friend walked into the locker room and was like, Balling her eyes out and I was like what happened like someone died and she was like I have HPV and I and I didn't I was like so uneducated I don't know what I'm I'm, I mean, I'm no like oh knows. my god no what's gonna happen and we're all crying together like <laughs> huddled around and then meanwhile we all start like researching it with her and we're like we every like it's like everyone almost eventually in their life if you're having sex non-protected like you're getting HPV it's so common it's so HPV. common you get the
1: vaccine I guess before right 28 yes yes
0: yes you can get but the like vaccine,
1: but like you're fine
0: and I I just I think it's important because I feel like when I was younger, when I was even in college thinking about myself crying because I'm like, my friend's dying and I'm like, no, (laughs) she's not like she'll be fine. I think that I want to, it's not that I'm normalizing STIs on this podcast, but I do think there are so many fucking people listening that you don't have a friend to talk to about it. You Google it. And it's just, if you have a headache, you Google something and you're like, so I have cancer and I'm dying. Like everything, everything you think you're going to die. So I do think anyone listening that feels alone, you don't have siblings to go to friends to go to. It's not the end of the world because at the end of the day, you should not put blame on yourself because All of us are having sex. So honestly, here you go. I've been having sex without condoms. Like I'm fortunate that I don't have herpes or that I didn't get XYZ gonorrhea, whatever. Um, but you i could are. i could have it could have but just, i could have so don't one. feel partner, yeah so don't feel thing. so isolated by yourself exactly. like i'm disgusting no alex cooper could have had it too like if there's one thing that this platform can give people it's to not feel alone and i do know so many people are so terrified oh yes you still go about your life and have a normal healthy sex yes. life it really it it's not
1: it's not as yeah. awful it's it's really not you take you take care of it yeah. and some people have one outbreak in their life and that's it yep. it still means that you have to you know tell your partner and you have to you know, we have a lot of information on our it's, site too, sexfamily.com. Okay, we have tons of information that
0: you can find out more about it. And just know that everyone, like there are, there's a lot of people that listen to our podcast yes. and everyone has these same questions. So just know you're not alone. Although maybe your friends aren't willing to talk about it at the lunch table because they're fucking pussies and they don't listen to Caller Um fucking We're here pussies. for you. And <laughs> did you yeah. say fucking pussies. <laughs> um, no. So don't, don't feel alone. Emily, we – it's like we can never – we have so much to talk about. So much to unpack. And it it makes me excited to be moving to L.A., having you here (laughs) kind of as like a someone that can really – Yeah, it is. It's crazy to watch you basically doing something so similar to me that like I can now look up to someone and be like, look, she's normal and she's thriving and she's, you know, has a healthy sex life. And so um, thank you for coming on. I really think we continuously are touching on topics that are – eye-opening and I'm so excited to go put my finger in this guy's ass I know we got it it's gonna be a big night exactly it's a big night so Um, sex with Emily
1: it's uh, everywhere it's sexwithemily.com my podcast is sex with Emily we release two to three a week Uh, feedback dot sexwithemily.com if you have questions I am sex with Emily on all social media if you have SiriusXM even if you don't I'm on there five nights a week five to seven p.m. Pacific you can call in with your questions
0: thank you so much thank you there is a crowd of people that call themselves the silent sufferers and they don't like when chalk what wait this is color daddy this isn't gossip girl chalk rufus dan (laughs) <laughs> blair jenny Dorota. okay guys guess what questions of the motherfucking week okay all you assholes that are silent sufferers this is the thing i also recognize you do listen to the show so i'll give you guys a fucking break this week questions of the motherfucking <laughs> okay i'm sorry i had to questions of the motherf- <laughs> <laughs> questions of the- <laughs> questions of the motherfucking week bitches All right, let's round off back handspring into these motherfucking questions of the week. Let's get this one right out of the way. The holidays are coming up and we need to squash this piece of shit, okay? From a Daddy Gang member, love you to death, love you forever. However, let's listen to this. Dear father, I'm conflicted on exchanging Christmas gifts with a guy that I've been dating for only a month, but things are moving quickly already bought him gifts, but do I ask him first if we're exchanging? I have no fucking idea what to do and I don't want to whip out this expensive gift for no reason. Daddy gang, we're better than this. We're great. Guys, I mean, you'd think that you'd get sick of hearing me say it, but every time the question comes in, I'm going to say it again. Daddy, I love you so much. When you started saying oh my God, I'm conflicted about this. It was in my understanding that you guys had talked about the gift exchange. You went and bought a gift for a guy that you've been dating a month and you don't even know if he's fucking packing on his end. Hold the fucking phone. Guys, in all seriousness, if you are wondering if you should give your partner that you just started dating a gift, the answer is fucking no, it is. I know it sounds shitty, but it is always better to be empty handed than you walk in the fucking door with your little prairie girl skirt on. And you're like, Hey baby, I got you this. And again, you said expensive. This bitch said expensive. She's like, um, I got you this gift. And he's like, Oh my God. Thank you so much. And then he's like, so what should we get for dinner? Like he doesn't have a gift. Can you imagine that's going to be a no for me dog? Okay. So My suggestion to you, daddy, is you wait for him to make the first move. If he never shows up with a gift during Christmas time, you go right back to Macy's sister and you go ahead and return that goddamn gift. Okay. Dear father, I need some insight. So I hooked up with this guy at my place, woke up the next morning, went to my bathroom and opened the drawer under my sink. I see this black ball of fabric placed in the corner. I don't investigate and I just think that my drunk ass threw my bodysuit in there last night. I go back to bed to continue with this guy. After he leaves, I eventually go back to my bathroom and the black fabric ball is gone. (laughs) Where the fuck is this going? I think I'm crazy and was just seeing things. Fast forward to one week later. The same guy comes back over and I wake up the next morning and go to my bathroom under my sink to grab some mouthwash. And yet again, I find the same black fabric ball. What the fuck is going on now? I know I'm not crazy and I know that I saw it there last week too. So this time I decide to further investigate. I take out the fabric ball and I examine it. Lo and behold, I find myself holding a black tank top i then proceed to google the info on the tag and i get the following results esteem apparel compression tank for moobs i have a, i have a few questions concerns about this i think it's bizarre he hid it under my sink two weeks in a row what girl doesn't go under her sink he came from his apartment to mine so why not just leave the moob tank there Yes, he's not in the best shape right now. Who is in COVID? He doesn't have moobs, though. But also, girls wear Spanx, and isn't it basically the same thing? Is he just insecure? Are moob tanks a common thing that I'm not aware of? Added info, he has to borrow a hat for his quote-unquote messy hair for his walk of shame and has yet to return it. He also has been all over social media wearing my hat? mark. I asked for it back, and he's still wearing it. it. needed some input from the OG daddy herself and the daddy gang on this situation whoa <laughs> i think this is a first that i've ever heard of a moob tank um okay this like reminds me I, this is so random sorry but when you were like girls wear spanks" and like hiding shit i will never forget when back in the day i remember lauren got like clip in extensions at one point in her life and i was dying because one night lauren I had told she's like, what do you do when you have the clip in extensions? Because when I was younger, I had clip in extensions and I would throw them in. And then the minute I got to my hookup, I'd rip them out. And then you got to find somewhere to store them. If your purse isn't big enough, you wrap it in your jacket, like wherever you can fucking throw them, you put them. And literally Lauren told me that she was so blackout that she woke up and the extensions were just laying next to the two of them. And she was like, he literally was like, what is that? Like the extension pullout game before you get fucked is truly one of those that like you throw it anywhere So what I can So you're all like How does this relate to the moob game This relates to the moob game because The moob tank game Because I I sympathize with this guy Where he's probably wearing it He wants to look good with his shirt on And you, he pro, it probably like sucks him in or something And then the minute he's going to have sex with you He's going to the bathroom And he's taking it off And he's storing it in there Because he doesn't want you to see That he has a moob tank on the thing I think what this is is he, he may just be super insecure about his body and maybe he used to be more overweight and so he used to wear it and maybe now, although you're saying he isn't he doesn't have moves, maybe he's just so stuck in being insecure because he used to and it makes him feel secure and good and it allows him to be confident in front of you um and then maybe with like the whole like messy hair hat thing it seems maybe like he is an insecure guy and maybe he used to have insecurities that maybe you don't see which is brilliant and beautiful that you're like I don't think I think he's great um I wouldn't freak out over it I think it's just one of those things that girls wearing spanks and then you run to the bathroom or you quickly shave your pussy like unfortunately I think sometimes we forget like men are people too and I think that and every man has insecurities and we don't think about it as much because women are so psycho and the amount of insecurities we have top every man's insecurities I think you should just chill on it I think that there's nothing to be freaked out about I would let him keep leaving his moob tank in your bathroom and I think with regard to your hat Maybe next time you see him ask for the hat back and say it has some fucking sentimental value to me to you you're like it was um my grandfather's he gave it to me give me my fucking hat back um, and then if he doesn't, I mean, maybe you say, I'll trade you. Oh, no, this is what you do. Next time, if you won't bring the hat back, go into the bathroom, get the moob tank, hold the moob tank, say, you're not getting your moob tank back until you give me my fucking hat back. And then guaranteed he's going to give you that hat back because that moob tank means more to him than your fucking hat. OK, boom. I honestly love that question. But again, I think the moral of the story is guys have insecurities. Don't forget it. All right. Ooh, this is sad. OK, my boyfriend has this girl best friend. Oh, it's, you know, that it's already break up with him. Like, I already know. I'm like, nope. She has been making my life a living hell for over a year. Yep. She's done nasty things like sending me messages saying she is trying to fuck him and to shut up. Oh my God. This is more aggressive than they usually are. That's one thing she does, but there's a lot more. And it's got to the point where I snapped a couple weeks ago and told him I was done and broke up with him because I found out that anytime I said I was uncomfortable by the things she says, they would just laugh behind my back and call me psycho and I psycho and I don't understand their quirky dynamic. Bitch. Good for you. But is it quirky dynamic to comment on all his stuff saying, I want to fuck you, daddy? Dude. She freaked out when he said he was going to focus on me for a bit and she had a bit of a hissy fit. Anyways, he told me if I come back to him, he will stop a majority of the contact with her. However, it's been three weeks and he's already gone to her house for a gathering and anytime I see his photos, she has messaged him or snapped him. What do I do? I've tried every way for him to stop and listen to me, but nothing is working. We are all adults, which is the worst thing because even though we're in our 20s, I feel like this is high school shit dump him sorry nope the fact that this girl best friend is commenting I want to fuck you daddy they're full-blown fucking or they're full-blown edging each other on being like imagine when we do fuck oh my god and if she's saying that shit to him he's fully reciprocating he's Fully fucking reciprocating because at what point in that relationship and friendship did she feel comfortable to say, I wanna fuck you, daddy? When they were in private or when they were at a gathering that you weren't at and she started talking about it and he engaged. He, she wouldn't be sending this shit unless she's a full blown psychopath, but then why is your boyfriend friends with a psychopath? So, my best advice is get the fuck out. Use this as a sign. You're so much better than that. Why are you in a love triangle with your boyfriend and his best friend that's saying that she wants to fuck him? absolutely fucking not that's not normal listen i think that it's hard when people are like can guys have girlfriends i'm gonna go ahead and say no i do know obviously some childhood friends and everything whatever those are the ones that are hard because if there's no substantial evidence of flirting then it's like all right what are you gonna do however this absolutely get the fuck out are you kidding me I want to fuck you daddy well let them fuck each other and you go find someone else it was strong of you to say that you broke up with him but the fact that he was like I'll stop a majority of the contact and then you said "I I mean I guess you got back with him and now he's already at her house and what you're not invited sweetheart (laughs) like you're in a full three-way relationship you might as well have a fucking threesome at this point because they're definitely either fucking or going to fuck or they're talking about it and the fact that you go to your boyfriend and he goes to her and laughs about it zero respect for you not don't even give a fuck about the girl your boyfriend has zero respect for you i mean so what does that mean that means you should break up with him oh this is fun let's get real alex the whole daddy gang from amsterdam wants to know what do you think the best sex is makeup sex drunk sex high sex angry sex random sex or outdoor sex thanks for making this amazing podcast wow daddy's from amsterdam hello i see you i love you okay um initially ruling out outdoor sex i just i mean i don't personally i've had sex on the beach and my vagina is not proud about it it's like hey thanks for the sand you stupid cunt um i mean outdoor sex what in like uh, in the woods that i mean i just on the it's just why not be inside in a bed and like not have creepy crawlers up in your vagina um random sex no because you don't even know the person in their body and you don't know how it's going to work out so it's more like uh um makeup sex drunk sex high sex angry sex definitely not drunk sex i mean drunk sex is fun because you can get fucking wild and lit but then also it's like half the time i feel like i like am i do i really even feel my clit when i'm fucking hammered like that so then we're down to makeup sex high sex angry sex i'm gonna take out makeup sex because it's probably like more loving and passionate and it's now between high sex and angry sex (sighs) Ooh, now I guess it depends on the person because I used to have a guy that I used to hook up with. We had the best high sex. That was one of the first times I remember having high sex with a guy that I actually squirted because you, you feel your in, like you feel everything like his dick in you 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 rubbing your clit it's all hypersensitive and i think high sex probably yeah high sex is probably the best but angry sex i've also had that where it's like well fuck you and then all of a sudden your head's in the fucking mattress and it's so hot um i guess it's between high sex and angry sex it depends who you're with yeah wow that was a good question i liked that little game moment in question Alex, so my boyfriend and I have been together for a couple months and the sex is great, but he doesn't speak during it. Ugh, Story of every girl's fucking life. It's so frustrating when men don't speak in the bedroom. There's no cussing or loud moaning, just heavy breathing. And just like every other girl, I think it's hot when a guy is loud in bed. How do I get him to be more talkative? Dude. This is the thing when I tell you that I've talked about it before one of my ex-boyfriends was a true mute through and through mute in the bedroom Never shut the fuck up when we were in when we were not in the bedroom But when it came to the bedroom Mouth closed gag on couldn't say a fucking word And it gets to the point where you genuinely are like I just want to hear one thing Just give me something to let you me know you're up there um here is my advice to you. You need to start asking him a question. I remember this is how I tried to get it going with my ex. It, it worked for a little bit, but then like it, I kept having to ask questions because then he would just stop. Ask him a question or ask him to say something. Okay. So like look up at him and be like, call me your slut. Like call me your fucking slut. And then if he doesn't respond, you're like, I just asked you to call me your slut. And he's like, nope, not, can't even respond to that. Like he's blackout grab him and be aggressive whether you like grab his neck or like grab his face and make eye contact and be like call me your fucking slut and then he'll be like you're my slut and then at least he said that like at least that's the starting point get a man to call you a slut in the bedroom point one then we progress the next time you have sex but just getting him to say like a like a full line that is a starting point or if you don't want to ask him to call you a slut because you like go to church and like you you're like i i'm i'm not a slut alex um You could ask him the question of like, do you like that? Literally, men, when you say, do you like that? Do you like that? Go fuck yourselves. Girls, though, if you're riding him or something and you look at him and you're like, do you like that? And if he doesn't give you an answer, again, you can get aggressive and be like, make eye contact with him and lean into him and look at him. Like, tell me you like that. And then he's going to say something unless he is literally mute. All he's got to do, for the love of God, all he's got to do is say, you're my slut. Like you're giving him the line. Or do you like that? All he's got to say, I like that. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but I know it's hard to do. But I get, again, posing a question that will get him going. All right, here's a, <laughs> here's a little spicy one. Um. Yeah, I don't know how guys work, but I'm head over heels for my ex of five years, and he claims that he's the same way about me, but he can't get back with me because of what other people think. Parentheses because i'm crazy even though he spends months cheating on me and gave me chlamydia because he was cheating with someone who slept with 18 people and never once went to the gyno oh we love that but he also has a new girlfriend whatever makes him happy i told him as long as he's happy i don't care he's still my best friend sweetheart okay there's more but then he still fucks me two or three times a week so like why because you have a vagina and two is better than one sweetheart um i know he's he's into ass shit and she won't do it for him oh but I only do that once, maybe every ten times we fuck. So that can't be why he's still fucking me. Oh, also, last three times he came in me was my ovulation week and he didn't care. So like why if he has a new girlfriend, like what if we ended up Prego? I will a hundred percent what the fuck? I will a hundred percent send her a little inside in the mail that says stepmom and that's how they're both gonna find out and this girl lies to him about so much and is insane like I don't know what do I do daddy dude what is happening hold on I'm like reading this this is real life um let me just break this down you have an ex-boyfriend who cheated on you and gave you chlamydia right there right then and there cheated on you and gave you chlamydia hit the road jack hit the fucking road jack and never go back sweetheart if you find out that you have An STD or an STI from someone you're in a fucking committed relationship with? How do you ever trust that person again? Because not only is it like, okay, it sucks. You got an STD. No, that means that that person has so little respect for you in the relationship that they went out and fucked raw on somebody else or multiple fucking people and then came back and went inside of you and gave it to you instead of double checking to be like, all right, I love her so much. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to cheat. Okay, but I'm going to get tested before I fuck my girlfriend or I don't know, use a fucking condom. So that's first. (laughs) Sorry, I'm going off. That's number one. Number two is he now has a he now has a girlfriend and you told him whatever makes you happy as long as we can stay best friends. You are being a pushover. He's walking all over you. He's like not he tells his friends he's like not only did I cheat on her multiple times and give her chlamydia. I now have a girlfriend and she still lets me fuck. Like think about how it looks from that perspective. So he has a girlfriend and you're asking, why does he keep fucking you? I, like I said earlier, two is better than one, sweetheart. Why wouldn't he keep fucking you? You keep opening your legs and letting him fuck. Moral of the story, daddy to daddy. I think you got to move on. I don't know. Daddy's... DM me. Let me know what you think about this one. I just think it's time to move on. I think that you could be toxic with another guy, but this little love triangle where you're like not even fully in the triangle, your pussy's just in the triangle. I'm going to give you the advice to get out of there. And at least be the main pussy or at least the main pussy and then he can cheat on you. But, like, at least you feel like you're the main pussy. Not when you're the side pussy, but, like, he won't leave you for his new girlfriend. And, like, you think that you're getting power by, like, having him come inside of you. That just means that the minute that you get pregnant, he's going to, like, look the other way and, like, run and, like, move across the country and you're never going to hear from him. Okay. Okay. Hi, Dad. I need your advice. I've been seeing a 46-year-old man. I'm 27. He's separated from his wife. But it's not final yet. Isn't it always? It's never final. They have two older children together, 12 and 15. We only hang out at my apartment. I've never asked to come to his house. And we don't go out in public together. No dinners, movies, etc. I really do feel like he cares about me. But I'm also trying to give him the benefit of the doubt here because divorce is difficult. And I'm not really sure I understand what he's going through. As I've never been married, nor do I have children how do i tell him i need more from him without being insensitive to a situation or am i just the biggest dumb bitch on planet earth and need to get out thank you so much okay i think this is a completely justifiable situation i think that listen i also too don't know what it's like to be divorced and have children i can only imagine it is so extremely difficult i think because they're not fully divorced yet and he, he you're not going out in public with this man but you're obviously like basically dating what i would say is I would tell the guy, listen, I respect your situation so much. But I think let's chill for a little bit until everything is finalized because I think it's getting into a point where we're hanging out so much there are feelings involved, but not being I want to be able to go out with someone that I'm dating like publicly. Like I don't want to not be able to go to a fucking restaurant. I don't want to not be able to go to the movies and just say, like, this isn't working for me. You and I in our relationship, amazing. But with regard to all the logistics around it, I think maybe to protect myself, I just want to wait until your divorce is finalized and then you're okay going. Out in public, because the thing is, is you kind of got to test and see, is is he really even telling you the truth? I mean, and I know that's fucked up to say, but a lot of people get in these situations where all of a sudden you're going to get two years in, and he's still not divorced. Like I know it's fucked up, but when kids are involved, you never fucking know what's going to happen. So protect yourself and bring this up to him in such a loving, like under, like I totally understand, blah blah blah. But unfortunately there are two people in this relationship and it's not working for you he's getting all the benefits so so maybe approach it in a really supportive way but also put a line on it because it's like you don't want to be in a fucking relationship what you can't go out in public you know what I mean? And if his divorce is finalized, if, if, if he is really getting divorced, and although it's not finalized, you can ask him, like, when do you think you'd be ready dating-wise to, like, go out in public? And if he's, like, not for a few years, then get the fuck out. But if he's, like, no, we can. Maybe you just have to ask him. Like you said, you've never even asked to go to his house. Well, maybe just ask him. A lot of the times, all this is about communication. You haven't even asked him to go to his house. Maybe ask him. What if he's, like, yeah, sure, come on over? Can you imagine? All right, Daddy Gang, I love you guys so fucking much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. By now, as you all rear to the end of this episode, I will be putting makeup on, putting my mask on, and getting down and dirty with a man that I've never met. Hopefully this date goes well. Not sure what I'm going to wear. Um, and then I'm going to be jet-setting off to see another man. The dick is going to be inserted into my vagina, and, <laughs> and I'll give you guys updates next fucking week other than that guys if you guys want go check out there's new merch on the barstool store just go to barstool.com shop call her daddy there's a bunch of new stuff phone cases sweatsuits i've been seeing so many daddy gang members shout out i see you on instagram tagging me wearing your full tie-dye sweatpants and cropped matching hoodie you guys look fucking fire i love you all but other than that daddy motherfucking gang you know the drill i will see you fuckers next wednesday (laughs)